Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Oliver Thorpe. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet nice you to again. We had this. we had this conversation yes. before about like uh, we're pretty sure we've met because we've both been to um, Gerlev's International Gathering, uh, but then we're like, but did we actually talk? I think we I think we decided we hadn't actually spoken to each other. Like, how did we do that? Um, so yeah, we were rambling, and then it's like, oh yeah, we should press record. So welcome to the show, first of all, and let's. We started talking. You and I before we pressed record, we started talking about. Um, I do little free association things and I asked you about practice and I asked you about like who's pushing the limits and we were sort of talking about what parkour is because you mentioned somebody shared one of your films as part of their Instagram story and then you realized there was like a one degree of separation to somebody who was like, oh, I know that person. Like it's a very small world. We all know that it's a small world in parkour, but it actually is a surprisingly small world even when you go beyond the other people who jump and climb on stuff. So I, I guess I'm going to start in a really random direction. Uh, do you have a story or what's a memory that comes to mind when I say, tell me about a muggle, if I can use the word, tell me about somebody who isn't a parkour person that you like had a really inspiring conversation with or shared a moment with, but it wasn't based around parkour per se. Oh, that's a, that's a very hard question. <laughs> I'm not Sorry. sure if I can answer that. I'm, I'm um, I'm terrible at remembering those sort of things. Oh. Um, you can you can ask her a mulligan. I can give you a different question if you want to do an easier one. <laughs> I, I just tend to ask the, an easy one. Maybe do I'll, an easier uh, one. That's just the first thing that came to mind. Um, <laughs> um, what about... Um, uh, yeah, so while we were talking before, I asked you, I, I asked many things. I asked you, what's the farthest you've been from home? So, and of course you went, aha, Craig, I have a trick answer because your home originally is in Australia. So you're pretty much diametrically opposite unless you leave the planet, you're as far away as you can get. But then you said, unless I think maybe now Denmark is more feeling like my home, in which case you once had gone to Australia, even though you're originally from there. Um, so how long did it take you to feel that Denmark was home? And is there anything about your experiences in Denmark that maybe tipped it? Like, was it somebody that you met or an experience that you had? Um, I'm not quite sure if there's uh, a good answer to how long did it take. Um, but uh, my, my mom's Danish uh, and I was, I was actually born in Denmark and then moved to Australia sort of, uh, actually moved there when I was about one and a half years old and lived there for a year and a half, moved back to Denmark for a year and then moved back to Australia for uh, primary school and high school. And then after I finished high school, I moved to, to Denmark. Um, and I've been, uh, been here ever since, obviously traveling a bit, but, uh, but as, a, as a base, um, I think, I think one of the things that have like really helped me uh, feel like like Denmark's home has been has been the the parkour community over here. Actually, like um, mm. when I, I I moved pretty much just after I finished high school, and then I think two or three days after I moved to Denmark, I started uh, at Gallo um, Folk High School with the with the parkour line so i pretty much just got thrown straight into it and and some of the friends i met through that have been 
like I, I still some of the people that I that I spend the most time with now. Um, so I so I think that that connection and that I guess camaraderie has uh, has sort of really made Denmark feel like home to me. Hmm. Since we're doing really hard questions, here's a really hard one. What is it about? Is there anything in particular that you can think of that? makes Denmark and Australia feel like they go together so well? Like if these seem like two countries that you feel comfortable in both of them, and is there something about something that they have in common or something about the people? I'm, I'm totally fishing and grasping, but I'm just wondering if there's something that you see that is in common or similar between the two. in in their own very very different ways because mm. the danish people are super like they're super closed off um, unless you know them so if, if you're walking down the street or something you pretty much you don't you don't look at anyone you don't talk to anyone um <laughs> whereas in australia be. it's yeah in australia it's a complete difference so you say hi to people on the on the street as you pass by and they don't know them say thanks to the bus driver after you get off the bus um, everyone's just sort of very friendly but but in, in denmark sort of once you sort of once you break that shell people are um i think super super down to have a nice uh, a nice conversation and and spend uh, spend quite a bit of time with mm -hmm. with you uh, which I think sort of that that thing fits quite well with with Australia because there everyone's just in general really nice uh, without having that sort of shell. Hmm. Um, so similar, but also easy, very opposite. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy question, and I don't I don't have questions prepared. I don't. I'm just like I, I'm just the crazy kid with ADD <laughs> who runs around following his curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fact that there can be attention deficit disorder or arthritis. I just love that. It's like one of the greatest coincidences ever. Do you find um, how? Okay, so let's see. If you're in Denmark, how just how addicted are you to coffee? <laughs> That's the question, right? Um, to be honest, I'm. I don't actually think I'm addicted to coffee. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really drink that much coffee. Um, I drink maybe like in on average probably one or maybe a little bit less than one cup a day. Hmm. Um, but I do I do uh, spend a lot of time on that one cup of coffee. Uh, so like I'm not not uh, using it at the moment, but but a while back I sort of set up a spreadsheet and uh, I have sort of my hand grinder and my coffee weight and everything. So I. I'd sort of measure how much coffee I use, sort of note down uh, what grind setting my grinder was on, be specific about how much uh, how much water I use, how long the water took to sort of run through the coffee, how long the blah blah blah. So I, I, I'm quite. Uh, You're making me want a cup of coffee. Regarding my coffee, <laughs> but but I don't actually drink a lot of coffee. Do you do? Um... Because I, I don't know why I brought up coffee. Because now I want coffee. Um, but when I was at when I was at Grillab, I have had those cups of coffee. There was somebody, somebody Martin, somebody was like, "Want a cup of coffee?" And I'm like, "Oh yes, yes I do." <laughs> um, I I'm wondering if you like coffee is a very it seems to me a very social thing 
in Denmark. And here in America, um, things have changed obviously with the pandemic, but a lot of Americans drink coffee. It's like we're by ourselves and we're drinking coffee. We're in the car and drinking coffee or we're in front of our computer and drinking coffee. And we do it, I'm going to say, not in, you know, I'm generalizing, but we do it mindlessly. And the coffee that you're describing and the coffee that I've experienced when I've been in Denmark has been very mindful. Um, and I'm like, which came first, the mindfulness or the coffee for the Danish people that, I mean, I've only met a small subset and a lot of them are parkour, you know, centric. So they're very mindful, but which came first, do you think? Is it the people being mindful in Denmark or the coffee? I think it's, it's maybe a little bit of both. And I, and I think it's a, it's a, I mean, there's a lot of people like, I, I think in general in Denmark, it's the same as, as, as you've explained, uh, it being over in the U S I mean, people, people just drink coffee, like mindlessly, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, but, but I, I think it's, it's just, it's, it maybe kind of, it maybe goes quite well with, the with, I think sort of the general, uh, nerdiness of parkour, it kind of like, you can take that nerdiness over to, to other things as well. So like you're nerdy regarding the coffee or uh, regarding whatever else it is you like. I mean, uh, I think quite a lot of parkour people, uh, play video games. So that's mm. also quite a, a and I, I mean nerdy in a, in a positive, not necessarily a negative uh, connotation sort of um, with yeah, that. Yeah, interest think, in depth. video games, like they Interest in process, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think they probably came up, hmm. pro- probably the the mindfulness came a little bit before the, the coffee, I think. Um, or at least sort of that way of, of drinking coffee. Uh, now I'm thinking about mindfulness and obviously parkour training. Uh, I'm going to say, this might sound right. You strike me as a pretty mindful guy when it comes to how you train at parkour. <laughs> Do you, are you aware of that? Like in, I don't want to say like in the literal moment, but like when you're training, do you, do you just like find yourself training and and then you know the Oliver comes out and the training is just what you do or do you have a, a like a mindful way of approaching like okay now it's training time I'm gonna put on my proverbial training hat and I'm gonna think like Oliver the parkour training like like how much of mindfulness is above the fold in your training and how much of it is just like down in the DNA of who you are I, I think it's it's definitely uh, definitely more sort of down in my DNA or whatever you want to call it. It's right. not something that I think too much about. Like I'm very very motivation based when it comes to my training. Actually, um, at least with with actually training parkour. Like I'm not I'm not great at training parkour when I don't feel like training parkour. Like mm-hmm. I can do that with uh, strength training. Go out to like all right, I'm gonna go strength training now uh it might not be the most interesting thing in the world but i'm gonna do it anyway but with parkour like if i go out and i'm not motivated i'll just end up sitting around hanging out um, what, what motivates like, you like how often does that happen that you get stuck and what motivates you when you're stuck um challenge i think motivates me most mm. uh, so if if i go somewhere that i've been hundred different times and and i'm sort of not in 
like a, okay, I'm going to try and find challenges uh, sort of mood, then then I can often just kind of just kind of chill around, uh, not really do that much. But but if if there's uh, someone else that's like, hey, hold on, I have this challenge, then I'll be like, all right, let's go, let's do it. I, I mean, I can I can uh, be. I think one example of that was um, at uh, a jam, um, Gravity Sucks jam in Hamburg a few years back. I was, it was the last day of the jam. I was, I mean, I could, I could barely even walk. I was so sore. Like I was like limping around the city. <laughs> Mistakes much. were made, right? <laughs> it was, it was just, yeah, I, I trained so much. I, I felt like I like sitting up or sitting down was just pain. Um, and then I saw uh, it was, uh, Daniel Ilbaka doing a challenge somewhere. And I was like, that looks cool. I got up and I started doing that challenge. Like the soreness kind of just went away. Like I could still feel it was there, but it didn't matter as much. Um, so, so definitely I think challenge uh, and challenges sort of uh, novelty, I guess, really motivates me. Have you ever thought about, and now <laughs> Oliver's thinking, dude, do I get any easy questions? Have you ever thought about <laughs> whether or not, see, I think about um, when I see someone doing a challenge, you know, that I mean, it doesn't like it have to, has to have a label on it. This is a challenge. But when I see somebody doing something that I think would be challenging, um, it's, it's like they asked me a question, like their, their activity over there, even if they don't even notice that I'm present, their activity somehow asks a question of me. And the most obvious one is, hey, can you dot, dot, dot. But it's more than that. It's like, would you be willing to dot, dot, dot? Or, or you know, are you interested in, you know, so when I see somebody doing something and my first instinct is, you know, why are they doing that? Then it's my answer is like, no, I'm not interested in that. And then I, I, I look at that. Why am I not interested in that thing that they're doing? You know, I'm, Talking about parkour contacts, not not, yeah. bank, not bank robbery. So, but, but have you ever thought about it that way? Like, what, even if they don't walk up to you and say, "Yo, I got a challenge. You got to try this." Even if they don't interact with you directly, they're actually conversing with us. Like our parkour vision makes us notice what they're doing. It's not possible to not notice. We notice it, and then that's like them having a conversation with us without even talking. Have you ever thought about it that way? Because that's how I think about it sometimes. <laughs> with me um because that's happened so many times like when i've just seen someone doing something i'm like oh shit or even like even if yeah they've just been trying something like oh is that actually possible it's <laughs> really fun yeah. i gotta go try that yeah. i need to try that it's interesting how it i think it, i believe the following is true it's interesting how it it somehow reveals our our own thought process so the the exact sequence of my feet in some stride, you know, up to something or, or the exact way that I place my hands reveals how I think about movement. Um, and I mean, if you, if you notice that while you're doing, then it, it gets horribly self-referential and you fall over. But if you're, if you're watching, sorry, I caught him as he was sipping. If you're, if you're watching somebody else move, you can't help but get insight into how they think, how they approach challenges, how they, how they break things down or how they put things together. Um, which I guess begs the question, is there somebody that comes to mind that you think 
puts movement together in an unusual way, or, or maybe somebody who you've seen them attack challenges and it's really caught your attention? Not a good question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have a name just on the tip of my tongue and I oh. should. Be oh, I hate that. I get it out straight away, but completely just give me uh, just give me five seconds oh, who the hell am i thinking of i'm sorry i know that feeling <laughs> can you tell me why you were going to come up with that person and the name will pop into your head halfway through no not at all like i'm completely blank but i feel like i shouldn't be and i feel like it's just sort of just on the tip of my tongue um, well, tell me why. Sorry, you want, tell me why. <laughs> tell me why you want to tell me about that person. I feel it's just sort of the, the way they they look at the, at challenges is just and movement is just very very different to uh, to anyone else. Um, and I, I'd pull out my Instagram now if we were talking on the computer, but I'm using my phone for this, so I can't <laughs> even do that. Just let the name oh. go. Tell me why you want to just talk about it and the name will pop into your head. But that's like that's the thing. I can't I can't like it's not that I just can't remember oh. the name. I can't actually remember the person, which is I can just remember that I should remember the person. Oh, completely blank. That's cool. Um, let's I'll do a really, this should be an easy question. Anything that was on your mind on your way here today that you were like, oh, I wonder, or I want to talk about, like what was top of mind for you when I said, hey, join me for 20 minutes. I guess, I think, I don't know if it was necessarily something I wanted to talk about, but I think probably what sort of popped into my mind was uh, climbing and ascents mm. when we were talking about the podcast. Because, I mean, that's, that's what I've been sort of spending the most time on lately. Mm. Um, as I guess, I don't know if people watch my stuff, then they probably would have noticed <laughs> A that. few people watch your stuff, bro. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah i think a sense they just um they sort of they they bring to, together a lot of things that i find interesting with uh with movement um there's the sort of the novelty and the challenge because like a lot of the time they're very different from each other um, and maybe that's just because ascents are still such a new thing sort of in the, the parkour community. Mm. Um, and then, then they bring, uh, they, they sort of have quite, a, uh, a sort of very, uh, a very close relationship for me, at least with fear, uh, while doing ascents. Like a lot of the time when I'm doing ascents, I'll find myself. Uh, breaking them down a, like a lot to start off with so so i'll do like maybe the first uh, few meters to start off with and then i'll get to a place where i'm like 
oh, this hold isn't isn't very great. It's like I'm quite high. It's like this is, this is scary. I'm just just gonna climb down again. I breathe for a few minutes. I'm like, all right, well, let's try that again. Go up to the same place. I'm like, well, this is a little bit less scary, but I'm just gonna climb down again now. Uh, yeah. And then and then I do that sort of a little bit. We keep moving uh, further up until I've until I've done uh, the whole the whole climb. And then and then at that point. Usually, those places where I've been like, "Oh, this is, this is absolutely terrifying," uh, they're just completely like they don't really matter anymore. It's like, "Oh, this is perfectly fine." Why was I scared of that to start off with? Hmm. Um, which is, it's it's quite a, a fast, um, I guess. I don't know if you call it like an overcoming, but maybe overcoming a fear. Um, I have. I think I have like an interesting relationship with fear. Um, it's sort of. I get. It's quite terrified um, at heights for a very short period of time, and then I'm kind of then I don't really care that much about the height hmm. afterwards, which maybe is normal. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't spend that much time at height. It is an interesting <laughs> tool that you point out with a sense that it lets you pretty regularly find something terrifying and then come like you know it's easy to approach that edge quickly and repeatedly uh, in a controlled fashion and then break it down yeah uh as much as i always hate to say it um how about if i just say and of course the final questions three words to describe your practice um three words to describe my practice I actually cheated a little bit. I thought a little bit about it before. It's nothing, not cheating. So. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, I'd say power, speed, and fear. Ooh. Those are great, three great words. Thank you. Mm. I think so. Too. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a pleasure to get a chance to have our first conversation, hopefully, not our last. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me today, Oliver. Thanks for inviting me. It was, uh, it was very nice. <laughs>